Pulse oximetry. Indications and contraindications. Pulse oximeters are mandatory monitors for any anesthetic, including cases of moderate sedation. There are no contraindications. Pulse oximeters combine the principles of oximetry and plasmography to non-invasively measure oxygen saturation in arterial blood. A sensor containing light sources and a light detector is placed along the finger, toe, earlobe, or any other perfused tissue that can be transilluminated. When the light source and detector are opposite one another across the perfused tissue, transmittance oximetry is used. When the light source and detector are placed on the same side of the patient, such as the forehead, the backscatter of light is recorded by the detector, or the reflectance of light is recorded by the detector. Oximetry depends on the observation that oxygenated and reduced hemoglobin differ in their absorption of red light and infrared light, according to Lambert-Beer law. Specifically, oxyhemoglobin absorbs more infrared light, whereas deoxyhemoglobin absorbs more red light, and thus appears blue or cyanotic to the naked eye. The change in light absorption during arterial pulsitations is the basis of oximetric determinations. The ratio of the absorptions at the red and infrared wavelengths is analyzed by a microprocessor to provide the oxygen saturation, or SpO2, of arterial blood based on established norms. The greater the ratio of red to infrared absorption ratio, the lower the arterial oxygen saturation. Arterial pulsations are identified by plasmography, allowing corrections of light absorption by non-pulsatine venous blood tissue, blood and tissue. Heat from the light source or sensor pressure may rarely result in tissue damage if the monitor is not periodically moved. No user calibration is required. Clinical considerations. In addition to SpO2, pulse oximeters provide an indication of tissue perfusion or pulse amplitude and measure of heart rate. Because SpO2 is normally close to 100%, only gross abnormalities are detectable in most anesthetized patients. Depending on a particular patient's oxygen hemoglobin dissociation curve, a 90% saturation may indicate a PaO2 of less than 65 millimeters of mercury. This compares with clinically detectable cyanosis, which requires 5 grams of desaturated hemoglobin and usually corresponds to an SpO2 of less than 80%. Bronchial intubation will usually go undetected by pulse oximetry in the absence of lung disease or low fraction of inspired oxygen concentrations. Because carboxyhemoglobin and oxyhemoglobin absorb light at 660 nanometers identically, pulse oximeters that compare only two wavelengths of light will register a falsely high reading in patients with carbon monoxide poisoning. Met hemoglobin has the same absorption coefficient as both red and infrared wavelengths. The resulting one-to-one -one absorption ratio corresponds to a saturation reading of 85%. Thus, met hemoglobinemia causes a falsely low saturation when reading SAO2. It is actually greater than 85% and a falsely high reading if SAO2 is actually less than 85%.
Most pulse oximeters are inaccurate at low SpO2 and all demonstrate a delay between changes in SaO2 and PO2 and SpO2. Other causes of pulse oximetry artifact include excessive ambient light, motion, methylene blue dye, venous pulsitations in a dependent limb, low perfusion, such as low cardiac output, profound anemia, hypothermia, increased systemic vascular resistance, malposition sensor, and leakage of light from the light-emitting diode to the photodiode, bypassing the arterial bed. Nevertheless, pulsoximetry can be an invaluable aid to the rapid diagnosis of hypoxia, which may occur in unrecognized esophageal intubation, and it furthers the goal of monitoring oxygen delivery to the vital organs. In the recovery room, pulse oximetry helps identify post-op pulmonary problems such as hypoventilation, bronchospasm, and atelectasis. Two extensions of pulse oximetry technology are mixed venous blood oxygen saturation, or SVO2, and non-invasive brain oximetry. The former requires the placement of a pulmonary artery catheter containing fiber optic fiber optic sensors that continuously determine SVO2 in a manner analogous to pulse oximetry. Because SVO2 varies with changes in hemoglobin concentration, cardiac output, arterial oxygen saturation, and whole body oxygen consumption, its interpretation is somewhat complex. A pulse variation of this technique involves placing a fiber optic sensor in the internal jugular vein, which provides measurements of jugular bulb oxygen saturation in an attempt to assess the adequacy of cerebral oxygen delivery. Non-invasive brain oximetry monitors regional oxygen saturation, or RSO2, of hemoglobin in the brain. A sensor placed on the forehead emits light of specific wavelengths and measures the light reflected back to the sensor. Unlike pulse oximetry, brain oximetry measures venous and capillary blood oxygen saturation in addition to arterial blood saturation. Thus, its oxygen saturation readings represent the average oxygen saturation of all regional microvascular hemoglobin, which is about 70%. Cardiac arrest, cerebral embolization, deep hypothermia, or severe hypoxia can cause a dramatic decrease in RSO2.